for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. I will say that I didn't have anything to do with that picture right there, so don't blame me for that one right there. You can blame me for a lot of things, not that one. But big news, good news, not only is Jason Shear here, but Arizona essentially gets off pretty much scot-free with all of this. Yes, there's a few, you know, a recruiting hours and whatnot. Sheer, I'll let you get into the details, but this was a very good, this is very good news for Arizona basketball and for Sean Miller. Yeah, I mean, it's about as good as it can get, but let's just be honest. I mean, Sean Miller, not suspended at all, no punishment at all. Arizona's punishment is a loss of scholarship and basically can't communicate for a month and a half. (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) thousand dollar fine which is just a waste of time right can now can we talk about uh you know let's look here and we need to talk a little bit about kind of the slander that arizona basketball has gone through over the past two years and um uh you know you obviously were leading the charge that's why i want to have it on there all this stuff about paying players none of this was ever proven under any circumstances because again sean miller gets off nothing happens to sean miller and Arizona, yes, you get a few lost recruiting hours and whatnot in the scholarship, but they were not able to prove anything. This wasn't the massive Louisville-type scandal that the national media tried to make this out to be. At the end of the day, you had the word of a felon, because that's what Christian Dawkins basically is, right? And and some phone calls, but no paper trails. Like People don't remember, like the FBI raided Sean Miller's home. Right. didn't find anything like wiretaps on phones didn't find anything um it was you know you have to be able to have some sort of proof and they just never really had the proof and at the end of the day if you read the report that was released today they really only had the stuff that they could prove which was the mark phelps keanu pinder loan and the stuff with book and the and the money for javon quitterly All right, now I'm digging a little bit deeper in here. I guess where people are going to be a little bit confused and um, I don't quite get either is just in the NCA, the way of doing things, it seems that the assistants generally get in trouble here and that the head man, not saying it's right or wrong, it's just the way it is. Why do why do the assistants why do the assistants get hit in this when and there's really no lack of institutional control levied against any program, not just Arizona, against USC, Auburn, you name it. Sheer, you froze. Sheer, you there? All right, Sheer's frozen right now. I'm gonna try. We're gonna try to get him back on. Sheer, why don't you try to get? Why don't you try to hop in and hop back out here? Watch this. Let's see what we got here. Remove. Now let's try to add. Now we'll try to add Sheer back. Let's see how this works. Um. All right, Sheer, try to tap back in there, if you will. All right, but I'll and I'll take it from here. One thing about Arizona right now is that you look at you look at this team and you look at this program, and this is great news across the board because Arizona um, Arizona doesn't nothing really bad happens to Arizona. They can weather this storm and they can weather this storm in a big way because again, you're losing a couple hours right here um, and. You know, at the end of the day, who really who really cares about that one? Um, I also think it shows you too what a crock of uh, nonsense the N- the NCAA is when it comes to this one because nothing Arizona you really didn't get anything on Arizona right here. And like Sheer said, you had wiretaps, you had uh, Sean Miller 
uh, talking with investigators. And I'll tell you one thing, if Sean Miller had lied, if they could have proven that Sean Miller lied, then there would have been a lot more to this. And they couldn't prove really any of that stuff. So again, this is great stuff for, uh, this is great stuff across the board for Arizona. And bigger than anything, it will alleviate some of that cloud that's kind of hanging, that was hanging over Arizona that I think a lot of people were, you know, worried about, especially when it comes to recruiting, because you got to remember when it comes to recruiting a school like an Oregon or a Colorado, which I still don't get, can say, Hey, you know, there might be a, there might be some, you know, some problems there when it comes to Arizona, there is no problems now because they've all been alleviated. Shear took a quick shot. He's back. Hello, Jason. You're back. My Welcome dad back. died. You think it was ESPN? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. But <laughs> well, now from an Arizona reputation perspective here, and I think this is what a lot of people want. Will there be any apologies uh, disseminated? Will there be anything? Because you still got John Wilner out here who is taking quotes from a phone call without acknowledging that nothing was ever proven and trying to run with that. You've still got people that are trying to claim victory when, no, they don't get to claim victory. They were wrong. They lost. There's zero chance anyone apologizes. It's just not a journalist nature to apologize to. I mean, right. if they apologize. They're admitting that what they did was wrong, and if they admit what they did was wrong, then the reporting was wrong, and then that opens you up to lawsuits and all that. So if anything, you'll just see a bunch of people double down. Now, what does Schleybach say here? He says nothing. I might text him later and see if he'll come on, because if you remember, he did. he did say that he would come on the podcast. He did. And you know what we have? He did say that once the IAR, you know what? Why don't you send me his number? Because I still have that text right there. And why don't you send me it? And we'll see if we can get Schleybach on and uh, go through. Now, granted, no chance that he'll take any of that offer right there. But <laughs> I do have this number. Maybe I'll tweet it. All right. Yeah. Let's talk now a little bit about what this means for Arizona going forward right here. But a couple things real quick. The four peaks. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about the four peaks uh, here in their game last night. But between Henry Vesar, Azulis Tabellas, Umar Ballo, and Dylan Anderson reigning threes, people think of four peaks, but that's not the original four peaks. The original four peaks is based out of Tempe. They're the official brew of PHNX. Check it out. Check it out. You've got all kinds of uh, good stuff going on right there. Um, great uh, – I'll add Sheer back to this. Great um, – you know, great deals, watch parties. You can all uh, have a lot of, you can all have a lot of fun up there. Enjoy responsibly 21 and up, uh, check the show notes and link in the detail in the description. And you can get four peaks at our tap and bottle watch parties, which tap and bottle watch parties, the official watch parties of PHNX for all the away Arizona basketball games, getting those started back up right here. Um, four peaks there, mountain mics. Love to see you all down there. Come check us out. Tap and bottle downtown. Now, Going forward, as far as recruiting, Sheer, this has got to be, even though nothing was probably going to happen to Arizona, this is a nice thing to have where you don't, you can tell a kid when somebody else is saying, say in Oregon or Colorado, well, heck, you might want to, uh, you know, worry about, you know, you might be able, not be able to play in the NCAA tournament. You don't have to worry about any of that anymore because, again, here's what happened and we can combat that now. Yeah, I mean, look, no one around Arizona thought there'd be another postseason ban. It, it just it does not happen in NCAA history. Uh, but you know that other schools were telling recruits, oh, if you go to Arizona and there's a ban, then what? Blah, blah, blah. Now, if you're Arizona's coaching staff, you could say, look, here is our punishment. This is it. We are done. This is behind us. And the fact that Arizona can basically recruit with no restrictions now, be honest with kids, show them their future in front of them is a very, very big deal because 
it absolutely impacted Arizona throughout this whole process. Now, KB Thiel with a great question right there. Um, do we get to pick seven weeks? Does the NCAA, do they uh, do they inform them of that? How does that work? I'm working on that. I'm, I hopefully will. You're working we'll your have, sources? Yeah, I, I hopefully will have more details. There's a chance that seven weeks has already happened. I mean, it, I, I don't know if it's seven consecutive. I, I don't know. So we'll uh, we'll probably find out. Hopefully I'll find out before Saturday. But I'm sure Bruce has about 100 questions for Tommy. I'm oh, sure. my gosh. When Hey, when is that? Has that presser been announced yet? It's just after the Tennessee game. There's no presser before that. You know what? There might be. I might, we might have to postpone the post game show a few minutes just so I could be in there and watch that one. Um, now, one thing that I think that people do need to know, though, is that Arizona, I think, had a pretty good idea of what was going on here. I've talked with some people, I know you have as well, that when Tommy Lloyd took this job, this wasn't much of a concern for him. Sure, it's a little bit of a nuisance, but I don't think they ever saw that hammer coming. And I'll be honest with you. I think it was a smart move to self-sanction at the time. I know you might disagree with me on that, but the only reason that I would have is because that team wasn't going anywhere that year. And you can at least say, all right, well, we did this, you know, we've self-sanctioned ourselves. I actually thought it was a good move at the time. Well, what's also interesting is in the report, it says that it took into account the fact that Arizona was a probable tournament team when they did that and it's not like arizona was zero and 20 and then they said oh well no postseason they took into account that arizona was decent and looking back on it 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 was clearly the the right decision i mean it saved arizona arizona's a top 10 team in the country it allows them to be a top 10 team in the country and still make the postseason and also if you remember when tommy lloyd signed the contract there was a clause in there that said if there is a ban or if you're hammered basically we'll add years to your deal and so they they knew it was coming and they prepared for it just in case it was there. But, um, you know, it, it was handled at the end of the day, I think, and, you know, since Deshaun Miller and all that, it's been handled well in terms of the, you know, self-imposing. Because when you look at the full report, most of the punishments on Arizona were, were self-imposed and already completed. Yeah, we're already competed on top of that. Now, I've gotten people that have asked me about what this means for Book and Phelps. Um I don't think you'll ever see book on a college sideline again, obviously. Now I know yet Mark Phelps is your guy and you're claiming a little bit of vindication right here, but what does it mean for your guy, Mark Phelps? I mean, look, I, I don't think Phelps will coach again either to, to be honest, but the one thing that I'll say and what you're referring to with the vindication is, you know, he was fired for the Sharif O'Neill thing. That's mm-hmm. basically the, the biggest reason why he was fired. That wasn't, and I kind of spoke out and I said, you know, the timing, I would have just let his contract run out. The Keanu Pender thing is the only mention of Phelps in today's report, meaning that the Sharif O'Neill academic fraud that you know ESPN reported um, and others reported too didn't happen. It, it wound up being a nothing burger, and it was basically Keanu Pender, and it wasn't even the loan that screwed over Phelps. It was Phelps telling Pender to cover up the fact that he got a $500 loan. Had Phelps not done that and self-reported and all that, he wouldn't have a show cause, and, and that would be that, So. He, he kind of screwed up in that regard, obviously. It feels kind of now that we're through kind of the dark storm of the NCAA, pretending that they have this higher than uh, higher than ever moral clarity that uh, that they certainly don't. Because again, um, with the NIL the way it is right now, with a lot of these programs basically, you know, nothing nothing really happening to them. We're in a different era right now, where I keep hearing people talk about student athletes. These aren't your typical student athletes. These are these are athletes first right here. And yes, they get paid now. And 
I'm totally cool with that. We're in a new frontier right now, and I think we're going to see a lot less of this um, going forward here. Isn't it amazing that Book went to jail and had basically had his life ruined for something that's completely legal five years later? I mean, that's what's going on. You're just paying recruits, and he was one of the first ones to get caught doing it, and now it's legal. And it's just, you know, I I, I like Book. I don't think Book's a bad person, uh, and, and the fact that his, his life is ruined over this whole thing and then, you know, five years later, it's completely legal. That That's something that's not lost on me. All right. Now, um, let's talk. Now, rhymes with look. Do you think there will be any comment from that uh, from that person? Of course not. No comment. You won't see anything that resembles anything in terms of an apology. Right, for sure. Now, I even got one from our good friend, uh, somewhat of a, from our good friend Michelle Gardner earlier. So, you know what? It can happen. We'll just... You know, maybe, maybe it won't. All right. What does a show cause? That's a great point. So basically what that means is that the, um, there's a certain time that you can't coach and they have to appeal to basically say why you should be allowed to coach during that time. Do I get, do I got that one right? Yeah. You got to go in front. You basically have to prove or try to prove that the coach isn't going to do anything. You're going to watch him, and that he, he has to coach basically like yeah. you're, there's no better option. And it, it's, he, I love him, but Book and, and Phelps aren't coaching anytime soon. Right. All right. Now, what I've got to say, too, about one thing that um, Anthony Humbert, you're mean, Anthony. I see you keep asking about when Bagley's going to be eligible. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> um, and she answers every single time. Um, now, with, with Arizona, though, um, so this big picture, I'm going to give Sean Miller some real kudos here. I know this is going to make you excited. Oh, whoa. <laughs> the way that he was able to navigate the recruiting scene after Arizona got hit with those sanctions was absolutely amazing. I'm not talking about that Nico Josh Green class. I'm talking about the other one where you weren't able to get McDonald's All-Americans. You were having to look at more top 50 to 100 players. And you got you to gotta tip your cap to the man because his evaluation skills there were top-notch. Benedict Matherin, Daylon Terry, um, uh, Kirk Carissa, Julius Tabellis. That could, in hindsight, go down as maybe the best recruiting class in school history. And if it's not, it's right there. And that's with your back against the wall with everybody at you. So, again, I'm going to let you I'm gonna let you opine for your guy right there. Well, I mean, it, it, you can make a case like who knows if Arizona goes international without being forced to. And, and Murph did a great job there, and he's doing a, a great job on this staff, at, you know, finding international guys. And obviously Tommy now is – it's much more involved with that whole thing. But, you know, we don't know if he would have gone international. We don't know if he would have gone and landed to Bellis or, you know, Ben and all that. But the fact that he did and he was able to pivot and really kind of save Arizona basketball, the recruiting at least for a few years, because, you know, look at Louisville. I mean, they're they're the one, the one if not the worst team in the country. And, um, you know, there's the, it could have gone a completely different path. So Arizona's tough few years are a lot different than uh, other schools' tough few years. And, I mean, yeah, like you mentioned, he he deserves credit for being able to pivot and kind of switch gears and recruit in a different way. All right. Now, game time. Let's just – is there any good big game coming up here uh, Saturday, Sheer? Anything you know of? I think Arizona's playing Tennessee. 
All right, we're going to preview that here in a few minutes here, but uh, we're going to get back to that. But let's just say to yourself, all right, we know the game's Saturday, but I'm going to wait until Friday to look for tickets. Well, not a good idea, but that's where game time comes in. Game time specializes in the procrastinators out there getting you your tickets at many times 60% off. Check it out. Chef Duarte in there. Yes, I needed a back VA right there. Thank you, sir. Um, he, they specialize in getting you your tickets last minute at many times at 60% off. And so check it out. Again, check out the show notes and the link in the description. Um, best way to support PHNX is by buying your ticket through the link in the description right there. All right, the back the A's are coming in hot and heavy right now. We love it. All right, we're going to get to the pinball and everything out there in just a minute and what to expect from Tennessee. But Sheer, just in summation, this is a very good day for Arizona basketball. It's a good day for the program, and quite frankly, it's a good day for Sean Miller as well. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's a good day. It almost would have been a good day no matter what, as long as Arizona didn't get hammered, because now we could all move on. Uh, I mean, right. it, it seems like this thing has been going on forever. Now we don't have to talk about it. It'll probably won't be talked about as soon as tomorrow. It'll, it'll move on to the news cycle and we'll be focusing on Tennessee. And and that's a good feeling that, you know, there's no more questions about it. It's done. We're moving on. And I, I think that's probably the, the biggest victory of today. All right, now let's talk about Tennessee coming up here. This is a massive game for Arizona, and I really think it's going to be their biggest test of the year because Indiana was a good team. I also, by the way, I love people now pretending like the Indiana wasn't a really good win. Not necessarily Arizona fans, but they're like, well, you know, they're missing their best player. We'll see how they look in March. No, they're a Big Ten team. They're probably going to suck in March. So, you know... <laughs> miss me with any of that this was a good win for arizona right there sheer and then let's get to tennessee yeah I, I don't understand why people do that like when arizona lost to utah on the road it's like oh utah's terrible what a horrible loss then arizona beats indiana it's like oh indiana's not very good it's like it's okay to give other teams credit indiana right. is good arizona just beat the crap out of them utah's right. good at home arizona lost to them like it's it's okay to recognize what other teams really are yeah, it's okay. It was a good win. It's the win of the season. Now, granted, Creighton, I'm still going to stay stand on record, though, and say that Creighton by the end of the season is going to be a problem for people. Um, I think Creighton's fine. They're missing their best player. I mean, and, and he's a really good defensive player. I, I think he'll, they'll be fine. They'll turn it around. All right, Tennessee now. But first, more furniture, morfurniture.com. Now, you look at the you look at Jason Shear's immaculate place right there. I have been to Jason Shear's new spot, and I will say that I don't know. I don't think that he's utilized more furniture, but I'll tell you what, with the interior the way it is, it looks fantastic. It looks like he did go to more furniture. MORfurniture.com. Check it out. All kinds of great deals, interior designs, you name it, they got it. MORfurniture.com at great uh, deals. What I'm excited about with Tennessee is to see a team that is really going to get up in Arizona, is going to be physical, is going to really kind of press the line right here because that's what one thing you saw last year with the Cats, that you saw with, you know, especially with the ball handlers, that there's a little bit of a, you know, when teams get physical, when you're dealing with some really quick dudes out there, it was a little bit of an issue. And you saw that last year against Tennessee. I think Kerr had, what, four turnovers in the first six minutes. Granted, this is a different Kerr, but I think this is going to be a very good test. And quite frankly, I think it's going to be the test of the year for Arizona. Yeah, I mean, look, it's the number one Ken Palm offense in Arizona versus the number one Ken Palm defense. And Tennessee is on an historical defensive pace. I mean, they're right. allowing teams to shoot 38% from the field or something like that. It's it's pretty wild. And they will not face a better defense. This is very similar. You know, we talked about prep for Houston and teams like that. 
this is it. Tennessee is going to try to make this game as ugly and physical as possible. And if Arizona is not tough and, and not going toe-to-toe with Tennessee in that regard, they're going to lose. And Tommy Lloyd said it. And um, it, it is a it, – they're, they're physical. They're good rebounding. They're good defensively. It will help Arizona win or lose. Obviously, you want them to win, but it will help them win or lose, kind of prepare for the rest of the season. Um, as you listen to Bellis and Umar Ballo are the best big man combination in the country, correct? Yes. I don't know who would be better. I'd have to, I, I know I keep telling you I got to sit and look, but the fact that I have to sit and look probably answers that question. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're, we're looking at some pretty historical stuff right here with the way that Zoo can run the court, with the way that Ballo has played. And I wanted to ask you this as, ask you this as well. Um, Umar Ballo, I get a lot of people that say, you know, would he come back? Probably not a great pro prospect. Talk with a few people that they wouldn't be at all surprised if Umar Ballo was back next year. Can you imagine if Umar Ballo was back at Arizona next year? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised that either. I mean, he's they're really close, him and Tommy Lloyd. And if Tommy goes to Umar and says, look, man, I think you need one more year. And Tommy's not going to BS him. If he's ready to go, Tommy will tell him. If he needs another year, Tommy will tell him. If Tommy goes to him and says, you need another year, there's a good chance where Umar probably says, yeah, okay. And, and, and when you look at the growth, and in ability that Umar's undergone in the last year, and then add another year to that, you're you're talking best big man in the country, player of the year type of deal. And I think what people need to realize too is that you can definitely win in different ways. Miller and Lloyd do things totally differently. Like you know, with with Miller, he recruited at such a high level that it was just like, all right, which top ten players are we bringing in this year? With Lloyd, granted, he struck out on some guys that I think he probably should have gotten. But you can tell the thing about him that he relies more so than anything is fit and interior development. And you just look at the fit. You look at guys like Courtney Ramey and Cedric Henderson. They have been absolutely perfect fits for what Arizona's wanted to do right there. And then you look at the development of a guy like an Umar Ballo or Kirk Creesa. It's going to be different. He's not going to be bringing in top five classes after top five classes. It's just going to be a lot different there. Yeah, and, and, you know, when you look at the teams that win, a, a lot of times it's those teams that, yeah, they have a one and done, but it's mostly, you know, upperclassmen. It's veteran guys. It's a veteran point guard. And, you know, I, I think that, yes, Tommy Lloyd wants the best players in the country, but there's something to say for development. He doesn't want it to be just kind of a revolving door. And, and there's going to be on this roster every year guys that are in their second, third, fourth year. And, it, it, it's just, it's, yeah, it, the thing that's funny is, you know, I always think when when Sean had the the team against Buffalo with Dusan and Nathan and they got killed and exposed by Buffalo and they had two bigs and people were like, you can never play two bigs. Tommy Lloyd plays two bigs all the time and his system is right. the reason why it's successful. I mean, he obviously deserves credit because when you look around college basketball, teams don't play two bigs. And right. that's why, because it's successful, you see so many teams um, that, that struggled to deal with what Arizona does offensively. All right. Now let me tell you about uh Candlin real quick. Not a lot of kids have what they need to be able to make things work for them. That's where Candlin kept comes in Candlin.org. You can go on there. They can check, you can check out everything, um, as far as being able to help kids, um, you know, from uh, tougher situations. And again, Candlin.org help them get the supplies, the needs that uh, they all need Candlin.org. Okay, um, now let's talk, before we sign off right here, um, my bad Henry is now going to become a thing out there for you, Henry. Now, again, I was never on the total Henry isn't good. Anthony Humbert was, though. Now, Anthony Humbert's a very smart guy. You can tell, Sheer, that Henry Vesar can play, and he's going to be a real problem before he leaves here. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, 
everyone on the coaching staff knew that he was good. And the warning I got was like, look, he's good, but it may not happen right away. And it's, it's not happening right away. But you we saw flashes last night. I mean, when he gets going, it, the fact that he's, you know, 6'11 or whatever he is, stepping into threes and looking as comfortable as a guard shooting him. Right. I mean, that, that's something that, you know, is very rare. And he's going to have games where he struggles and he's going to have games like last night. But eventually when he reaches what he's going to be at this level, he's going to be really, really good. All right. Now, before we sign off, let's talk about recruiting right here. You got massive recruiting weekend here. You got Carter Bryant. You got Jamari Phillips coming in. Where, Who are these guys and where does Arizona, um, where does Arizona stand with them right now? You know, Carter Bryant is a guy that dreamed. I mean, it, you hear about the dream school, and a lot of times it's not true, but uh, he loves Arizona. I, and he has a great relationship with the staff. I, I think Arizona leads for him, and and he's a guy, uh, 2024 wing. I would be surprised if he didn't come to Arizona. Jamari Phillips is is really good as well, another five-star guard. It's probably Arizona and UCLA. I, I think Arizona feels really good going into the visit, and an impressive visit would go a long way. But, you know, these – these would probably shut up some people with the, the domestic recruiting concerns because they're they're two of the best players in the country. All right. Now, real quick, we got to address the elephant in the room, the Swedish pinball. This was used twice last night on a national broadcast right here. Um, you said the Swedish pinball is terrible. You said it was worse than the Four Peaks, worse than the Tommy Gun. Will you admit that you were wrong? I will say this. I think you have a better chance of Tommy liking it than the Tommy gun. And you told me last night that you will ask Tommy in a presser. If Tommy likes it, I will accept it. All right. So I'm going to ask Tommy Lloyd in his next presser. I'm going to say, listen, man. And wait, if he tries to snap at me, I'm going to throw it over to Matt Muehlbach and say, your beef isn't with me. It's with Matt Muehlbach right there, Coach Lloyd. Just putting it out there. All right, sure. Don't do it after a loss, though. Make sure it's one of those goes <laughs> for for sure. All right, now you all you got all the you got great stuff going on at Wildcat Authority. What's going on right now? Fifty percent off Wildcat Authority. We're covered all the the events of today. Signing days in a week for football. It's going to be a very very busy few weeks. Um, Wildcat Authority. Then on Twitter at Jason Shear. Check it out. That's where you need to be. You can see me annoying the board as well for free on that one. So again, Sheer, always appreciate you, my guy. We will talk to you soon. Everybody out there, love your comments. Great interaction. We will be back with you tomorrow. For Jason Shear, I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.